Well, um, I got to tell you today, uh, in the morning, I thought driving across from Orlando to here will give me a good uh, knowledge of sense of direction, but I got lost. I almost missed the preaching. <laughs> so, <laughs> my apology for coming late. And uh, uh, with two uh, wonderful kids, God's blessing. The oldest didn't come. Uh, she stayed at home with her mom. She has a different program. So, uh, greetings from my dear wife, Tracy, and... Uh, Hannah and the two of them, they were here. Uh, they went uh, for with, with kids. So, it's a blessing to be back to the, the, the family at Foothills. I feel like this is a family. Uh, I, have, I feel like there's a really, really close connection. Many of you support me. I just want to say thank you. Uh, I don't think we'd have done what we're doing without people like you involving in our ministry. So, thank you. Um, the day started just like any normal day. And it started, and uh, this, uh, the, the king was just sitting and wondering, hmm, how is it that uh, my day is so relaxing? It's not as busy as it used to be. It is actually relaxing, and I'm not as busy as I used to. What happened? And, uh, and he, he was just pondering in his mind, and it was at that moment he asked one of his uh, cabinet members to come and, uh, and, and, and ask him, what's going on in our kingdom? Why is it so uh, I'm not as busy as I used to? And uh, his uh, cabinet member came and said, uh, you know, sir, um, something is happening in our people. It started with uh, uh, a group of people who came to show a film called Jesus in, the, in our heart language. And uh, because our people are watching this film, and uh, they are, they are, they, this film talks about love, God's love, and uh, loving each other, not loving you never as yourself. And as a result, people are accepting Jesus, and they are not doing their usual witchcraft, and they are not uh, cursing each other. They are not doing those things anymore. As a result of that, that's why disputes is not coming to your palace. And the king said, well, I need to see this film that my people are watching so I know exactly what's going on with my people. Uh, so one of the cab this cabinet members said, okay, I will get them. And so they reached out to the church planters who went to this people group uh, that was showing the Jesus film. So they were called, hey, the paramount king, chief, the king of this big area want to talk to you. Come, come. And they thought they were in trouble. They shook up and they came with everything they got and they got to the, the, the palace. And when they got there, and he said, I understood you are showing a film to my people and my people are watching. And I felt like it's my responsibility as their king to know what they are watching. Can you show it to me in my palace? They were, ah, that's good. They started putting the generator and everything in the palace in the presence of everybody. The cabinet member, the chiefs and the sub-chiefs, they were packed. And they showed, start showing the film in their heart language. And everybody was watching. And you can hear their breathing. And no one spoke for the next two hours until the film was finished. 
And then it was time the, for the altar call. The Jesus Swim does its own altar call. You don't even need to go get up and do it. They, it does it for you. And uh, at that moment, the first person to walk up to accept Jesus was the king. And the king said, I want him to be my king. I want him to be my master. I want to follow him the way my people are following. And then everybody in that room, including the cabinet members and the subjects, everyone got up and said, we want him to be our king too. Transformation, a complete transformation starting from the palace. Start covering the land and people start wondering, what is going on with your kingdom? Things are changing. The land is productive. People are not cursing anymore. And you are living in peace. And your kingdom and your palace is also renovated. And it is the, the most beautiful palace around. And what is going on? You know, brothers and sisters, when we obey the king of kings and the word of God becoming our way of life, you don't even need to talk about the gospel. Your life start talking, speaking, transformation. As if that wasn't enough, this guy start becoming, I want to make sure I want to follow the church planters everywhere so they are accepted by the people and I am going to leave my throne and I'm going to keep going following these church planters to do it well, encouraging people to come watch a Jesus film so that before my term is finished, 80% of these people, my people, will become followers of this king, the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. Even more powerful kings start hearing this, and they start asking, can you bring them to over to our place, to our area? And he starts going from place to place as a... As a, as a, as a um, you, you call it when somebody goes and to give his credibility as, um, as ambassadors and uh, giving credibility for the church planters. Brothers and sisters, I want you to know God's word is living, working, changing, and transforming. If only if we give it the due place in our life. This is a true story I'm telling you. I'm not creating a story. As I spoke, over 100 churches have been planted because of that. Malachi is a story of a loving God. I, I, could, have, I could have just said, actually, amen, praise the Lord, and walk away because it was already done. The, the, this is the easiest work for me because it has already been done. But it's okay to repeat Malachi the book of Malachi is a very, very interesting book because it looks like a loving and caring father pursuing his children, telling them how much he loves them and how much crazy he is about them, but his children keep pushing his love. Just to give you a little background, it was already mentioned the book of the Malachi is, there is some dispute about Malachi, whether it is the meaning of Malachi, it, is, it means my messenger. So there are scholars actually debate sometimes if it is the name of the message or if it is the name of the person. Because uh, in most books, uh, you would see the writer 
the, 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 the father of the writer and the place where he is born uh, and when he is born and all those kind of things usually are mentioned about uh, a, a writer of a book. And in Malachi, it doesn't say who his father was. It doesn't say the place of his birth. It doesn't say when he was born. So because of that, uh, people say, oh, it may be the name of the, the prophet, or it's maybe just the name of the message. It, it's not important for us. For us, what's important is the message of God, the word of God coming to his people. It was written around 458, between 458 and 433, they said, 100 years after they came from exile, from the Babylonian exile, they came with success. Let me repeat, success. There was success in their life because the success was because they were able to finish, complete the wall of Jerusalem by Nehemiah and the leadership of Nehemiah. The temple with the sign of their glory, the presence of the Lord, the sign of their hope and their power, their future was built. The second temple, it was complete. They were excited. It was an activity that they were expecting because now the wall of Jerusalem was complete, because the temple is complete, and they were expecting the Messiah. The Messiah will come and become, Israel will become the most powerful nation in the world, prosperous in the center of the world. Brothers and sisters, success is a good thing, but beware. Success can also become a challenge. When I moved here, in the, and, and, and it's not only success, but also comfort can be a challenge. If you remember when they built the wall of Jerusalem and the temple, what happened was they did it under fierce, fierce opposition. So many difficulties, so many battles to, to watch, and so many things, but those things, they made them stronger and deeper in their faith, and they were dependent on God for everything they do, for every little thing in their daily life. But now the wall of Jerusalem was complete, they feel secure. The temple is complete now. Our God is going to fill the temple with his presence and glory, and we are going to be the center of the world. Pride starts creeping in. The spiritual deterioration starts coming in. People are start becoming more complacent. Guess what? At, because of that, they, what they expected didn't happen because their heart was not connected with God. I mentioned the Paramount Chief, the story of this guy, because obedience is better than sacrifice, brothers and sisters. The Paramount Chief obeyed God. Transformation came to this area. But I want to tell you, because of their success, they start counting, we did this, we did it. They feel like they have arrived. We did it. We have arrived. Am I talking to someone here? 
I feel to myself sometimes after, after so many things, you feel like you have accomplished a lot. You start counting, I did this, I did that, I did that. Before you know it, you start worshiping what you have done and accomplished, setting aside the king of kings who enabled you to do those things. God is telling them, I love you. And they're saying, well, all those things we expected didn't happen. How would we even believe that you love us? And they start, actually, if you see verse 6, they start, God starts, the first thing he is saying is, uh, you know, a father com comparing, you know, the simple thing that they can understand with a father and a master. Verse 6, let me read it. It says, a son honors his father and a servant his master. If I am a father, where is the honor due me? If I am a master, where is the respect due me? Says the Lord Almighty. It is, it is you, O priest, who show contempt for my name. The sad thing is, problem started from the leaders. The priests were supposed to have let me read uh, about the priestess, uh, other part of the, the scripture that uh, talks about uh, uh, the priestess. Chapter 2. I'm going to jump around and, as I preach just to, because there are repeated things in different places. Uh, chapter 2, verse 4. It, it says, And you will know that I have sent you this admonition so that my covenant with Levi may continue, says the Lord Almighty. My covenant was with him, a covenant of life and peace. I give them him. I give, I, I give them to him. This called for ever, uh, reverence, and he revered me and stood in awe of my name. True instruction was in his mouth, and nothing false was found on his lips. He walked with me in peace and uprightness and turned many, many from sin. For the lips of a priest ought, ought to preserve knowledge, and from his mouth men should seek instruction, because he is the, message, the messenger of the Lord Almighty. But you have turned from the way, and by your teaching have caused many to stumble. The priestess were supposed to be the standard of morality, the standard of God's presence, the standard of following God. But unfortunately, what happened was, instead of teaching, admonishing, and instruction, and wisdom found in their mouths, what happened is they end up being a stumbling for many. The reason is because little by little, they wanted to be God, and instead of being God-centered, they end up being man-centered. They want to please people, so little by little, they were compromising small, compromising before they know it, they compromised everything. Does it make sense? Does it explain or demonstrate? Is it what's happening right now in the churches in America, brothers and sisters? I am sorry. I would be very blunt, and I'm going to say, and you can tell me, don't come again. I'll tell you the truth. The truth of the matter is morality in the world, including America, is deteriorating because 
leaders and uh, teachers and preachers are standing up before people to make everybody happy, to make people comfortable, and just kicking God out through the window. And that's exactly what happened during the time of Malachi. If you go to Leviticus chapter 22, you would see clearly God saying, my sacrifice, the act of worship you bring to me should be blameless from your shepherd, from your flocks. It is actually an insult to the king of kings, the lord of lords, to be given a broken animal, a blemished animal, on his altar as a sacrifice, their worship was very, very corrupted. Brothers and sisters, one thing that would continue forever in our life is our worship to God. Everything else will remain here. Service will remain. But the worship of God will continue forever. But in this place, during Malachi's time, that didn't happen. And they wonder, why are we, God is not showing us, uh, receiving, with, receiving us with favor? Why is he not accepting our sacrifice, our worship? They start wondering. They even have the gut to ask, why are you not looking at us favorably? Why is that that you are not accepting our sacrifice, our worship? And God said, a father, you are not even giving me the kind of respect that a father do or a master do, and you are actually saying, my table is, is worthless because you are bringing a worthless gift. Your worship is corrupt. You are not honoring me because of that. I wish I would just, someone would come and shut the door so you will never come to worship me. You know what? No worship is better than corrupt worship. For God, he didn't mind if they didn't go and uh, light the, 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 the fire. And uh, God says, I am the great king beyond the boundary of Israel. Even if you don't respect me, you don't honor me, you don't revere me, I want you to know I am the great king beyond the boundary of Israel. I am the great king uh, among the nations. From the rising of the sun to the setting of the sun, I am a good, great king. Whether you worship me or not, the entire universe, the entire nation, the entire creation, bow to me and worship me. If you worship me, it's for your benefit. If not, curse is going to come to you and to your generation. When I see what's happening around the world, brothers and sisters, and what God is doing around the nation in any unexpected places, unexpected places, I, it just enlightened my mind. Yes, God is honored and receiving uh, the worship he deserves across the world from nations and nationalities around the world because he's a great God. He is your father, yes, but he is also a consuming fire. 
He is not just your father. He is a king of kings, the Lord of lords, and he is a consuming fire. And he's inviting his people. He is a promise giver and a covenant giver. He's a promise keeper and he's a, 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 a covenant keeper. And he's asking them, you already mentioned it. That's why I'm not going even point by point because I'm just feeling what wasn't me. <laughs> He is, he is a covenant giver. He is a promise giver. And he is a promise keeper and a covenant keeper as well. And he's telling them, I, the Lord, doesn't change. I give covenant, I keep covenant. I give promise, I keep promise. I want to ask you, how many of you feel deep in your heart that the Lord has given you a promise. It could be in the form of his word. Do you feel like it's fading away? It's not happening? I think God is changing his mind. What you heard wasn't really from him or some, anything. But I want to tell you, if God gives a promise, he keeps it. I have seen it in my lifetime. I don't think I would have been alive today if he is not a promise keeper and a God who say, who do what he said he would do. I would have been dead and finished and complete 24 years, 22 years ago. And then when they see their enemies are getting stronger and they are getting weaker and they become like the laughing object of the world and they, they start saying, God is not a God of justice. He forgot us. He's not gonna. He's not. He doesn't even care about justice anymore. In fact, we are gonna call those who challenge him. They are righteous and they are doing the, the right thing because God is approving their work. <laughs> in our age, brothers and sisters, in our age, in our time, if if you are dependent on what you hear from the media and what happened, and your sense of greatness and power and control and everything is from what you see, what you hear. If that is the case, I, I, I got to tell you, you are in a very terrible place. It's a, you are in a bad place. But if you turn back to the, the promise giver and the covenant, the God of covenant, the, 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 the God of Abraham and Isaac, and hear his voice and listen, and return to him and obey what he say. I got to tell you, victory belongs to the Lord. Victory belongs to the Lord. Do you know that in 10 countries in the last 18 months, in 10 countries we've seen 573 churches planted. I'm talking about just 10 countries, okay? This is where my area of responsibility is. God is at work and God is actually using the, the worst situation turning into something beautiful. When you hear the, what the Muslims are doing right now, they, you know, because the, they got the media, the, the media support them, everything, you would say, oh, they're winning, they're controlling, and they're, they're really, really taking control of the world. It's not true. The more aggressive they become, people start understanding if this is what Islam is, I don't want to have anything to do with it. And they are turning in mass to God. You see, God can use the worst 
and turn it into something beautiful. And that's what we see every single day. Every single day. And then in Malachi's time, um, I, I, will, I, will, I will conclude with three things. In Malachi's time, people not only they were, their worship was corrupted, but also the social fabrics, the marriage covenant, the father's covenant, the messenger's covenant, the covenants that God has given was already, they were not following them. They, they just, they trashed them. In the midst of the unfaithful, there were the faithful that I want to read. And the faithful, what they did. This is what they did. Verse 17, ver chapter 3. Let me start from verse 16. Then those who feared the Lord talked with each other, and the Lord listened and heard. A scroll of remembrance was written in his presence concerning those who feared the Lord and honored his name. They will be mine, says the Lord Almighty, in the days when I make up my, treasure, I make up my treasured possession. I will spare them just as in, 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 com, in compassion a man spare his son who serve him. And you will again see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked between those who serve God and those who do not. In the meantime, in the midst of rebellious corruption, there were people who chose to fear the Lord, to honor him, to revere him. And you know what he said? He got up from his throne and said, this, a book of remembrance, needs to be written in my presence. Your obedience will not be forgotten. Your obedience, you will not be ignored. God's eye of, his eye are over the world and, 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 and handpicking those people who are choosing him and he's going to use them and reward them in time when he is going to do his, 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 his purpose. But the question is, are you one of those who choose, in spite of all what other people say, in spite of all what people do and say, would you say, I will choose to honor God and obey his word, and I will choose to stay the course, and I will choose to make God the king of my life, the center of my life. It's hard, brothers and sisters, it's hard. In a world we live where everything is majority and, uh, you know, whatever the majority says is considered like it's the right thing to do, it's hard. But I want to tell you, great, the, secret, the secret of greatness is not in how many people applaud you and how much money you make and how many people support you and follow you. The secret of greatness is making God who he is in your life and make him at the center of your life. That is the secret of greatness. I don't think America's greatness is because of other things except making God the foundation and godly principle the foundation of this country. I don't think so. I would invite you 
no matter what, even if you go through pain, I have gone through so much pain myself. Even if you go through pain, difficulties, it is better to die with God than to die in the hands of people. It's better to die with God. It's better to stick to God and die with him and in pain choose him. Your family may throw you out. I was, I have been through, I have been, I have been kicked out. I have been disowned. You name it. I have, I have been betrayed in life. I have gone through so much pain. I got to tell you that. But one thing is true. God remained the constant and the faithful in my life. And I'm still standing. And my prayer is that the Lord will be your anchor. And you choose him. And you obey him. And you follow him no matter what, even through the paths of darkness and the shadow of darkness, that you would make him, that you choose him. Thank you. God bless you.